0: welcome everyone to this episode of awaken the possibilities i'm your host terry wildeman and i'm the owner and the founder of intuitive leadership and intuitive leadership university that hosts the leadership wisdom school business wisdom school and life wisdom school in awaken the possibilities we share insights and wisdom from extraordinary guests who get it that we have so many gifts and so many talents that the world needs today. They understand how to awaken possibilities, some in ways that you and I never even thought of. And today, I have one of those guests guests who is absolutely extraordinary. I can't talk today. (laughs) Um, I would like to introduce you to a very good friend of mine, Deborah Miller. We were just saying that I think we've been together 10 years. We've known each other
1: there, yeah. and
0: we started doing EFT and tapping. So that was, let's see, I got my third degree uh, level three in 2009. So yeah, it has been a while, yeah. a long while. And Deborah Miller has a PhD in cell and molecular biology and is a trainer and expert in EFT tapping. And that's basically what brought us together was the tapping yep. she is also a life transformed coach and internationally renowned author mm-hmm. deborah guides people to gently release their learned beliefs habits patterns and traumas in favor of healthier choices that create calm joy and inner peace her unique blend of energy psychology science and spirituality enables her to explain apply and teach easily learned principles that provide relief and hope even in traumatic situations which is quite timely today Mm -hmm. deborah is the author of the dragon with flames of love helping children with serious illness improve the quality of their lives dedicated to empowering anyone with the challenge a serious illness to find relief and peace she has recently co-authored emotional first aid for children to help adults help children prevent challenging events from having traumatic effects using practical strategies and techniques welcome to the show deborah because what you do is so very very special
1: now terry it's a pleasure to be here and to reconnect with you again
0: well you know, the angels that are behind me have my back and it has your back. And we often talk about angels. We often talk about how we're guided in different ways and different things. And I would love for you to share your story about what got you into studying cell and molecular biology. And if I remember, it was here in Boston, not too far from It was in
1: Amherst. It was Amherst. Amherst. There you go. And,
0: um, how did, you know, what got you involved in that? And how did that lead you to become a trainer in EFT and how EFT, and how you have used EFT to get into the hospitals and the clinics with the kids? That story yes. is just so fascinating. And I would love for you to share that.
1: Okay. Well, it actually starts with growing up on a farm in North Dakota. Oh. Parents who, amazingly enough, were interested in organic, started organic farming, uh, started a health food store when I was just a teenager and brought in people who were starting to talk about different health things. It was not so much emotional at that point. It was more into herbs and things like that, but it got Mm -hmm. me interested. And once I got interested, I was like, well, I don't want to just do this if I don't understand the body.
0: So I decided
1: I wanted to study something about biology. And how the body works. And so then that led me on a, on a very convoluted trail, but was beautiful and absolutely necessary, everything. So I studied, uh, got my bachelor in biology and also in education. And then I was working research in a, in a laboratory, basic research in Yale. And then I went to graduate school to study uh, cell and molecular biology. And I got my PhD in that. And then I even went to Europe. I was in Holland for two and a half years doing a research project there. And then all of those events conspired to start kicking me out of science, right? Not completely, but moving away from it. And I ended up in Mexico, not having any clue why I was here, just taking a break from studying for so many years. And uh, And then when I actually fell in love with it here and was teaching cell and molecular biology in in Spanish, then things changed in the U.S. It was when 9-11 occurred and I ended up coming back to the U.S. and got involved with Reiki. That's where it kind of started me getting back into that. And then I felt guided. I had to come back to Oaxaca. I didn't know why. And I was still here for several years going, why am I here? I love it. I want to go. I should stay and all those sorts of things. And then came the opportunity to work with children at a, at a fundraiser for children with cancer. And so I got to volunteer and help. I asked if I could do a little bit of tapping with them and they said yes. And they introduced me to the head oncologist and we had a little conversation and somehow it came out of my mouth. What would it be like if we tried this in the hospital? And he's like, okay. And I go home going, um, wait, I never ever thought of working with children with cancer why did I say that right but you know those moments of just things come out of your mouth that need to be said and so a couple months later I went into the hospital and I ended up seeing one of the first the first girl that I worked with at the park where they did the fundraiser was in the hospital and she told me that she remembered doing the tapping she taught her dad and they did it together it just impressed me so much and then as i started working with the children and the nurses and and the parents and, and the oncologists and you know, sometimes the interns and the residents i really began to understand this absolute need for emotional support and the head oncologist was like we do the physical we really know we need more right because they're they're in shock they're in pain they're in emotional pain as well as physical pain And that's the parents as well as, as the children. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've even worked with the cleaning staff because they get really emotional about what happens with the kids that are there.
0: Well, we know how energy works. They absorb it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I learned so much, those children, I'm calling them my master teachers They they are incredible souls who have come with, uh, I, I guess maybe a mission, to either go through this healing process or release something from themselves or from their family, or even just be free to leave, you know, if, if that's what needs to be. And so I learned a lot of things that were absolutely incredible. And even going through periods of being frustrated, like I have all these tools, why aren't they using them? I'm sure everybody who's listening is already or watching is already been through part of that as well. Yeah. But I learned one of my hardest lessons is that you can, you can give more than the people can receive, but they'll only receive what they can receive up to the level that they can receive. And, and I learned to just go in completely open and understanding that whatever needs to be done today, guide me to do it. Sometimes it was tapping, sometimes it was Reiki, sometimes it was just putting a hand on a shoulder, talking with somebody, joking with somebody, playing with somebody. And so everything became much more um, open and fluid in understanding that needs change. And we can go in because we have these great intentions of using these tools to help people get better, but it may not be what they need. So getting it to the place where you just really come in and you're present and you do exactly what needs to be done. And
0: isn't that the rule, Deb, that yes. it's not what we want and think that people need it's what they need and that's the case whether it's in healthcare, whether it's yes. in business you yes. know it's often we say in business that you give them what they need not what you think they need and we have said that and i've also yes. heard other people say give them what they want and then you can give them what they need <laughs> that, because when you give them what they want, it opens the door to yes. what we think they need. And again, that happens in business and in life. E- either way, exactly. so when we really listen, it makes a difference. But isn't it hard sometimes for us who are doing oh, this work to a- get over absolutely. ourselves and listen?
1: And especially when you're working with children who are ill, you know, and there's nothing like seeing a child ill that makes you want them to feel better. I mean, we, we, it touches our heart and our soul when we see a child. And there were times where even just saying child with cancer and people would just freak out. They just don't even want to think that that could occur or that might happen to someone that they know. And then being able to go into an actual hospital setting, I feel like I was very honored to have that opportunity Mm -hmm. and, and work with everyone there and watching this cyclical piece where parents were really stressed, but, Parents always want their children to be okay first and learning this other aspect of when the parents would calm down, their child automatically calmed down. And if the child is calm, the parent calmed down and watching this and helping parents realize that if they calm down and release their fears, you know, because energetically we feel fear when somebody's in fear. So if you're ill, child or adult, and you're feeling the person taking care of you or being there with you in fear, you're going to feel it and start feeling fear. Mm -hmm. Today is a perfect example of what's going on in the world, right? It really is. Everybody's, oh, they get into panic and I stop and I was like, wait, am I really feeling fear? And I'm like, no, I'm feeling the fear around me. It's not really mine. I want to make wise decisions and wise choices, but I don't want to go into fear and panic because I know that lowers my immune system. And that's not, that's not helpful. And anyway. You know,
0: you you just said something, Deb. That's very important for especially for those of us who are empaths and yes. and light workers. The that it's important for us to keep our energy in check because we don't we. I don't like to use the word "don't." Protecting ourselves, shielding, is key so that we can stay grounded and centered in mind, body, and spirit. Because the world needs us right now. And Absolutely. when we forget to shield, we do take on all the energetic stuff that's happening. And I and I know just last week there were a couple really, really bad nights. And I was like, what is going on here? And what I realized was um we were up late watching the news, which was not a good thing,
1: yeah.
0: especially before going to bed. Um We were concerned about a couple other things that are going on that all had to do with this pandemic uh, that was affecting us personally. And I realized that that negative energy had infiltrated my shield and it disrupted my sleep. It disrupted my Pollyanna, uh, you know, (laughs) Pollyanna-ish focus on the world. I got really, um, it was just too much and uh yeah it's exactly what it is that you're talking about exactly you really need to be cautious
1: i think it's for me it's not so much cautious it's just being aware being Mm -hmm. more observant so the scientist in me goes i need to be a better observer so when i work with the kids or when i work with anyone i'm learning to be a very good observer what's going on mine and theirs and so as i go into observation then i can make choice right Oh. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. And, oh, wait, uh, uh, fear. N- no, I don't have to choose fear. I can choose peace in the middle of the chaos and the fear. But if I'm not yeah. aware and if I don't observe it, then I, then it's more difficult to make the choice. Not that you can't, yeah. but then you get stuck. You may not make the
0: right fear. choice. Yeah,
1: you're, you're, you're going to make a choice, but you're probably going to make a choice out of fear instead of out of peace and calm, inner calm. And so I look at it this way. It's like all those fears and all those beliefs are humanity's beliefs. And, and I can take them on as my automatic pilot, or I can hand them over and and make a choice that's more directly connected. Right. And that's what I always want to be. But being observant, because every once in a while, a fear will come up and I'm like, Oh my God, what about this? And the economy and health. and, And then I went, wait, that's not mine. No, wait, that's really not mine. I can make a different choice and I can do a ripple effect of peace and love and calm and centeredness that raises our immune system versus lowers our immune system.
0: And to hear a scientist say that, that is really absolutely brilliant because that's what we need. We need more scientists talking about that kind of thing. Yes,
1: Um, and I'm following that because I want to have information that's science-based so people can utilize that.
0: So, I'm curious, Deborah, um, when were you introduced to EFT? And okay. how did EFT awaken the possibilities in you?
1: Okay. Uh, I was introduced to EFT in 2003 when I was taking an online course. Okay. And, and- I, I just. It it resonated. I just fell in love with it. And I started using it and I started learning it and I started practicing it and started using it with with my clients and real simple things. And it just expanded from there.
0: There you go. Very nice.
1: And 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 for those who don't know,
0: uh, but those who don't know what EFT is, can you share what the acronym means?
1: Yeah. EFT is Emotional Freedom Techniques and its nickname is Tapping and its nickname is tapping because we use our fingers and we're tapping on meridian endpoints. These are just a couple to show you. And by doing that, we're stimulating those meridian endpoints. And I'll give kind of a brief science piece of it, but not too complicated. Uh, We all have an alert center and it's called the amygdala. And it's in our brain and it is absolutely fabulous, wonderful, it's great we have it because it helps us jump out of the way if a car is coming. It helps us do these, these things of getting out of, of the way of something that could really harm us, okay? The problem, it, well, I mean, it, it turns on, it sends a message to the brain to turn on all the stress hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol. And we know adrenaline is like gets you all wired, and the cortisol causes inflammation. And we know inflammation is not really great for our body, right, for long-term health. But normally after one of those things, our heart rate slows down, our muscles relax, those hormones drop off and the relaxation regenerative hormones turn back on. Those are like oxytocin. We know that's the love hormone. Serotonin, those of us who love chocolate, because it brings up that lovey feeling as well. And then dopamine. So those are the three. And those are regenerative. So either you're in stress hormones or you're in regenerative hormones. And so also even knowing that going, wait, I'm really stressed. I'm not utilizing my regenerative hormones right now. So let me do whatever I need to do. And it can be tapping. It can be yoga. It can be breathing. It can be whatever tool you want to use Mm -hmm. to calm those stress hormones back down. So your system can flip back in and turn on the ones that improve your immune system. Okay. So this is why I like it. You're tapping on Meridian endpoints. Okay. And while you're doing that, you're focusing on maybe a fear. With the children, it might be panic, it might be worry, it might be pain, right, in the hospital. So we, we would just tap on that topic and we would use words or expressions that related to that. So we're talking about now, it might be like fear of this virus or fear of dying or fear of what could happen to my family or fear of the economy. And all those sorts of things. And so then, as you're doing the tapping, you use different phrases that relate to that until that feeling drops off. And then you start using other phrases that are more positive and direct you to where you want to be.
0: Nice. Now, the meridian points, I I want to clarify that these meridian points have been around for thousands and thousands of years because that's what acupuncture.
1: Exactly, um, and we're just using a few. Yeah, that's right. Of those, of those acupuncture points, because they're all over your body, and we're using points that are very accessible. You know, anybody can do this, and um, children two and three, all by themselves, use this technique. So it's fabulous. And because children and most of us aren't as accurate as where you need to put an acupuncture needle, this is stimulating the area, and it's sufficient to stimulate the energy system in your body. So you don't have to be so accurate and it's still going to work because, which is also a plus. Right.
0: And one of the things we can also do is we can grab a teddy bear yes. and instead of tapping on ourselves, because some people are, they really don't like tapping on themselves.
1: Yes, it, exactly.
0: it, it's too much for them. It's overstimulation for them. Yet we can get a bear, <laughs> And tap on the meridian points on, on the bear, as you and I used to do all the time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you can even do it mentally. It took me a while to practice that without actually physically tapping. But people who are very empathic and very sensitive, you can imagine tapping on those points yeah. without actually touching them. But it takes a little practice to be able to, yeah, to do that. Uh, but there's many ways that you can do this. and, and that's You know, I used I'm to right do that.
0: Right. Uh, yes. and, uh, when I would go into a meeting yes. and I got triggered, I would either tap on this uh, yep. on the side of the
1: hand side of the hand under yep. the
0: table. Yeah,
1: you know, exactly. under the table where they
0: wouldn't see me. Yep. And I would flip into what you're talking about, doing it in my imagination.
1: Exactly. And it was
0: bam so quickly it just brought the charge Uh-oh. down.
1: It'll drop your stress hormones uh, within just a couple of minutes. Yep, right? And this is one of the things I like. It's very quick. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. You know, if a three-year-old can tap before he has a spinal tap and his parents look at him and say, why are you doing that? And he says, it hurts less. He doesn't need to know any of the science behind it. That's he just it's right. a useful tool. He knows he's got what I used to joke around, say your magic fingers. So he knew where to tap because I taught him and I worked with him. And then he took it and used it on his own. He used to release his anger as well with it, right? Yeah. And so now this gets into what I really want to do is I want to teach adults and teach children how to manage their emotions. Emotions are information, right? They are. Because we always try and say, ah, oh, you should never be angry. I was like no, anger is an information that something's out of balance. What do you need to look at? Where are you feeling out of control or where do you feel you have to control or Or whatever, injustice or things like that. And then you can utilize that then to release these old patterns that you have, past generations have, and what humanity has. And so then we can start creating something that we really want instead, right? Back to observation. What is the emotion trying to tell me? You may not know, but you can do the tapping and release it anyway and go back to calm.
0: Right. very nice yes yeah, yeah. And, and you use the words calm joy and inner peace and i use calm, ease and flow
1: yes so. commies and flow and peace and, and it, love i use love a lot as well yeah. but um because my default is i want to say i am love i am loving and i am loved i mean that's my default if i don't know where i want to go that's what i want to project into me and out into the world.
0: You know, when you were talking about the child that you, uh, that was using this before the spinal tap and the parents didn't get it, I, I got this very strong energy that that child was the parent's teacher in that moment.
1: Absolutely. Oh, oh those, those children were, uh, that's why I said they're master teachers, yeah, they are. right? Teaching uh, themselves, teaching the nurses, teaching the doctors, teaching their parents, and there's stories, um, uh, Paolo, he wanted to be an oncologist, like the head oncologist. And he was there to change his family, and his family only did a certain amount. And this is kind of a weird story, but it, it's really important. He got that weren't going to live up to what they said they were going to do in this circumstance. And he chose to leave. He told his father where he wanted to be buried. He told him what music, what flowers, and, and everything, right? And, um, because he realized his family wasn't going to step up, right? And so on a soul level, he made a choice to leave. And, and that's an amazing journey for an eight-year-old to choose. Right. I remember
0: when Maybe. that happened, it really sucked the wind out of you.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: it was, uh, to, to have a child at that age, be so aware, so. Absolutely aware. Yes. And, and cause I, re- I remember when that happened and. <laughs> I didn't even know the kid, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my
1: God, it was so it's hard." It's impressive. It's impressive.
0: It was you know? really wild. I, uh, he was my teacher.
1: He's my teacher. Yeah, and there's others that, like a young young woman, Hilda. She was absolutely filled with fear, and I met her when she was eight. She's 19 now, and um, she survived. She did really well. She had to have a titanium post put in in her lower leg, and then a few years later, um, her cancer came back, and she denied and didn't want to do anything until it was too late. She lost her left leg up to her hip. So I went to visit her again at her home, because she's luckily she lives very close to me, and everything shifted, and she has become this incredible young woman, and she's just dedicated to live, you know, and she started playing wheelchair basketball. She started playing um, uh, running races in wheelchairs, and nice. then wheelchair bikes. And then um, I saw her on her first try to ride a regular bike, just a two-wheel bike, right with one clip. And now she's in the Paralympics, practicing to race with a two-wheel bike, right? And she wants to be um, an architect who is building ecological buildings, right? So How cool we've, got, is that? we've got the souls that, that came with the mission and left because it didn't come, get completed, and she's just carrying on. And she's teaching others who have either amputees or just an illness, step up, you know, step up. Now, is she teaching tapping also? No, she's not teaching tapping directly, but some of it is just her conversations, you know, and, and her dedication to live a life, right? She still does tapping. You know, I can't tell if she's been teaching or not. I'll have to ask her, I'll write her a message and ask, you know,
0: yeah, but that's, she's that's
1: doing cool. everything she needs to do to to carry on, right? And she, here she was, this timid little girl, afraid of everything, right? Can we do a tapping? Can, can you lead sure. a tapping?
0: um around reducing fear in this climate of change
1: sure absolutely okay um i want to do something really simple one of the things i learned with the children is that many times we don't want to think about the words of what's going on so sometimes with them i would use symbols so let's just imagine i'll use you as my 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 uh sounding board So if you think of a color that represents the fear, what color comes to mind? Red. Red, okay. And then everybody who's listening can choose their own color and use the word, the color that they think of, or they can just repeat red. And so we'll do a brief little tapping on it and um, let's see what comes up. Okay, so we're gonna tap on the side of the head, we'll just kind of follow along. Okay, or side of the hand, sorry. I did say head, didn't I? All right, so I'm already focusing on the words, and, and then the, these words disappear. Okay, so even though I feel this fear.
0: Even though I feel this fear.
1: Because there's so many reasons to be fearful.
0: Because there's so many reasons to be fearful.
1: At least that's what we're told.
0: At least that's what we're told.
1: And I still choose to love and accept myself.
0: And I still choose to love and accept myself.
1: And even though I'm fearing this, feeling this fear.
0: And even though I'm feeling this fear,
1: I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I don't know what's going to happen.
1: I don't know who this is going to affect.
0: I don't know who this is going to affect.
1: It feels like it's affecting everybody.
0: It feels like it's affecting everybody.
1: Most of us are staying home.
0: Most of us are staying home.
1: Required to stay home.
0: Required to stay home. But <laughs> <laughs> the state police are going to be banging your door down.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I still choose to feel peace.
0: I still choose to feel peace.
1: And even though I feel this red fear in my body.
0: And even though I feel this red fear in my body. And in my mind. And in my mind.
1: I know a lot of it isn't even mine.
0: I know a lot of this isn't even mine.
1: Okay. All of this on the top of the head. All of this red fear.
0: All of this red fear.
1: Okay, now we're gonna tap on the eyebrows. All of this red fear.
0: All of this red fear.
1: Side of the eye. All of this red fear in my body.
0: All of this red fear in my body. And my mind. And my mind.
1: Underneath the the eye, all of this red fear that's all around me.
0: All of this red fear that is all around me.
1: Under the nose, all of this red fear inside of me and around me.
0: All of this red fear that is inside of me and around me.
1: And under the lips. So most of it's not even mine.
0: Most of it isn't even mine.
1: It's kind of a collective fear.
0: It's a collective fear.
1: Mm -hmm. And then right below the, the collarbones, all of this red fear,
0: all of this red fear.
1: That exists around the world right now.
0: That exists around the world right now.
1: Yeah. And then underneath the arms. Okay. All red of this red fear.
0: All of this red fear.
1: I'd really like to release it.
0: I'd really like to release it.
1: Okay. And then we'll do the two wrists together. Okay. So we kind of, or you can, do this, you can do this as well. Okay. All of this red fear in my body.
0: All of this red fear in my body.
1: And my mind.
0: And my mind.
1: I give myself permission to let it go.
0: I give myself permission to let it go.
1: It's not helping me anyway.
0: It's not helping me anyway.
1: All of this red fear.
0: All of this red fear.
1: In my body and my mind, I choose to let it go.
0: In my body and my mind, I choose to let it go.
1: Because I really want to feel good.
0: Because I really want to feel good.
1: And we'll do some signs. I want to lower my stress hormones.
0: I want to lower my stress hormones.
1: And I want to raise my regenerative hormones.
0: I want to raise my regenerative hormones.
1: Which helps my immune system. Which helps my immune system. So I'm choosing to let go of this red fear.
0: So I'm choosing to let go of this red fear.
1: What's mine and not even mine?
0: What's mine and not even mine?
1: Yeah. I don't have to pick up anybody else's fear.
0: I don't have to pick up anybody else's fear.
1: And even if it comes in, I choose to let it go.
0: And even if it comes in, I choose to let it go.
1: That is something I can choose. That is something
0: I can choose.
1: Yeah. And I'm choosing to feel calm and at peace.
0: And I'm choosing to feel calm and at peace.
1: So I can make wise decisions.
0: So I can make wise decisions.
1: We'll do one more round. All of this red fear, I let it go.
0: All of this red fear, I let it go? Especially
1: what's not mine.
0: Especially what's not mine.
1: Okay. And I'm choosing peace and calm.
0: And I'm choosing peace and calm.
1: Even though there's chaos in my world.
0: Even though there's chaos in my world.
1: I'm choosing love and peace and flow.: I'm
0: Choosing love, peace and flow.
1: No matter what's going on around me,
0: No matter what's going on around me,
1: Because I'm choosing to dial in to the because feelings of love and peace and flow.
0: Because I'm choosing to dial in and I missed a word there love, peace and flow. <laughs>
1: that's right. dial in, yes, that's dial right. in.: Yeah. So <laughs> And this is the amazing part. I get to choose.:
0: I get. To choose.
1: And I'm choosing to feel it.
0: And I'm choosing to feel it.
1: And my feelings are a vibration.
0: My feelings are a vibration.
1: And they have a frequency.
0: And they have a frequency.
1: And when I am feeling peace and love and joy.
0: When I am feeling peace, love and joy.
1: I am vibrating peace, love and joy.
0: I am vibrating peace, love and
1: joy. And it's rippling out into the world. And it's
0: rippling out into the
1: world. What an amazing thing I can do.
0: What an amazing thing I can do.
1: When I am vibrating peace when, and love and joy.
0: When I am vibrating peace, love and joy.
1: I am improving my immune system.
0: I am improving my immune system. And I'm
1: helping everyone else as well.
0: And I'm helping everyone else as well.
1: What a gift to me and to the world.
0: What a gift to me and to the world.
1: Let's see how that feels. Go Just go back and check what happened to the red. i don't see it yeah this is what happens what yeah, are you noticing in your body yeah i
0: um, yeah what was interesting was uh, a lot of the uh emotions have been living in my head yeah. in my face yes and i'm noticing that um my sinuses were going one moment clear one moment stopped one moment clear one moment stuff and you know that that's what happens in, in this kind of stuff. And I wanted to make clear, Definitely. by the way, with folks, when we were tapping these different parts of our bodies, that every piece that Deb and I, uh, Deborah and I were ta- touching are meridian points in acupuncture yes. points. And the part under the arms, which we didn't really talk about, if you touch underneath the, uh, the bra strap in women, there's you may find that so- your sides are sore. Sore, yeah. And one thing I learned. Um, which was fascinating, when I was coming back from Hawaii, I was teaching this young man who I was sitting next to, who happened to mm-hmm. be a military uh professional, his sides were killing him, and what I realized and, and I taught him was that this is where we hold a lot of our emotions right here
1: sure it we it's were also able to bring the pain sister. down on that, so yes, it's a big absolutely. deal to and. And one of the things I realized with the children with cancer is, is we reduce pain levels a lot. Yes, you do. Right. And so learning to breathe deeply, you know, I I love the heart brain coherence breathing as well, because uh, one of the things that happens these days is we're in our mind and our mind is polar, Right, right, wrong, black, white, safe, unsafe, just, unjust, you name it. Right, mm-hmm. our heart has no judgment. Our heart is very present. So when you go into your heart instead of your mind, because your mind will do a spin, it'll tell a story, whatever it needs to to do to keep you in those feelings. But when you go into your heart, so even just putting your hand over your chest, over your heart, brings your attention to your heart. And as a science geek, I love this. Our heart has forty thousand cells that it's its own brain. We're not talking about the pump now. Now we're talking about the part of the, the, part of the um, heart that has its own, I, I guess, cognitive function, we could call it, where it actually sends a message to the brain to relax. The heart rate, when we breathe slower, the heart rate starts going more in sync. And then as our heart rate gets in sync, the brain waves start to go into sync or coherence with our heart. Good old heart uh, math. All heart math. I love heart
0: math. And the brain and and the um energy field of the heart can be measured six to ten feet away from the body in a three hundred sixty.
1: You want to hear something cool? Yes. I was listening to Greg Braden and he had asked the scientist why it's only six to eight feet. And the scientist says, Well, that's basically what our equipment measures. Mm -hmm. So he goes, Well, how how big do you think it could be? And he goes, technically infinite right so again when we are in that heart space where we're in that calm space we are creating a magnetic field so we're back to frequency again this is quantum physics right basically we're creating a frequency of what we want to bring into our life right and it ripples out and others feel it right and and so this is one of those amazing things about our biology and how it relates to everyone on the planet, everyone. That's where law
0: of attraction comes in, right, Deborah? Too, because what it you does. focus on, you know, the whole idea with law of attraction is that law of attraction is energy. What we focus on is what comes about. So if we keep focusing yes. on love, that get that energy, especially and when we're in a state of coherence, that just of gets coherence. Bigger yes. and bigger and bigger and bigger. And yep. when we're not in coherence and we're focusing on the negative. That will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah. But a lot of the things with, you know, the law of attraction, we used to do it just with the affirmations in the mind. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. You need to be in your heart and, and bringing in that coherence and, yeah. and the quantum data is really getting more and more interesting and i just think about it, it's like i'm dialing into love i'm you know those of us of the age of radio stations that had dials right <laughs> yeah like we, we we dial into the to the radio station because if you get out you get static and yep. so this is about being aware and observing again what you're thinking and feeling because it's one of the biggest keys we can use to go oh I got off balance. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you did anything horrible. It just means, oh, something in me or around me moved my dial a little bit off center. and So let me do what I need to do to get myself lined up with that beautiful, loving energy. Right. And and do this in the middle of this chaos. And and it's funny because for a few years and a few years ago, I kept saying, oh, I'm choosing to be in the in the energy of love no matter what's going on around me this is one of the things i would say every day and now it's like oh i'm living it i don't even say it anymore okay? just live it. very nice Just living it okay and that's being coherent practicing. by
0: the way when you're here that's called being in the zone exactly being in the zone well yeah. my friend we could sit here and talk about this stuff sure. forever and never and ever this is a 30 minute show and we're getting close to an hour here so <laughs> <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about this wonderful new book of yours and sure. where can people get it?
1: Yes, yeah. um, my, my co-author and friend, John D. Whitus, and I have been working on this book off and on for a while called Emotional First Aid for Children. You know, I've lived through a couple of earthquakes, an 8.2 even. Believe me, it's much bigger than a 7.6. And there's been shootings. There's been earthquakes. There's been floods. And we as adults are traumatized and children look to us to figure out how to deal with that. You know, like a little kid, when they fall down, the first thing they do is they look at mom, usually dad, maybe, right? Depends who's there and like, am I okay? And so they're still looking to us. And so the book is in three parts. The first part is help yourself back to, we really need to do self care and practice these things and learn how to be centered so that in normal situations and in traumatic situations like what's going on in the world right now Mm -hmm. we then can use these tools to help our children stay calm and know that they're okay and that there's there's a way that we're gonna do whatever we need to to get through this right the second part of the book then is to what what do you do with children right and then looking at all the phases you know the before the middle the during the after and all the after stages short term and long term. And then the third part is about how then do you teach others? So for the people who are teachers, um, after school programs, social workers, Mm, you know, people who want to then teach more people. And we made it very simple, very easy to read, easy to find the techniques. The appendix has them all, you know, so you can just go right there if you need to. What are some real quick things that in two minutes you can start feeling calm? Because then you're going to make wiser decisions
0: when and where is it available
1: it is aware it is available it's available now and it's available on amazon
0: right nice okay so yep. this makes it sounds like an amazing amazing gift for any parent
1: absolutely absolutely and, you know,
0: and i feel compelled to say this adults are nothing more than grown-up kids absolutely and eft can truly help to heal the child within each and every one of us yes. and if your book that if your book heals us as parents energetically we begin to heal our children
1: absolutely and we're also teaching our children to not start carrying the traumas that we did when we were children that are still playing out in our adult life right and so this is the second goal right and and so we want to catch the little ones before they become adults with with inner child trauma that the, goal, the goal with the
0: two of us with you and me is to get ourselves out of business right
1: <laughs> in a way yes absolutely you know so you know, we can I, teach
0: these kids how to abs-
1: absolutely we want them to be self-sufficient we want them to have these tools to be happy healthy loving adults right children and adults
0: right? well deborah miller dr deborah miller Thank you so very much for being here with me today and the Awaken the Possibilities audience. To our audience, I hope you learned at least one, two, maybe three new things. (laughs) There's a lot of insight here. Please pick up a copy of Emotional First Aid for Children on Amazon for every parent in your world. It is so important that we raise healthy generations to come because our world needs you and our world needs them. So, looking forward to connecting with all of you next time in our next episode and to your success.